This show is created for you by the media team of the Accounting Association at Cal State Northridge. Welcome to our second podcast this semester, the show where we explore the accounting world one asset and liability at a time. My name is Mariana, and today we're talking about how to determine whether accounting is for you and how to stay ahead on getting ready for meet the firms. Michael and Anika are here with me today, and our president, Mary, will also be joining as a guest. The purpose of this podcast is to discuss some pros and cons of choosing accounting as your future career, and we will also be discussing some tips on what to focus on as Meet the Firms is coming up. It is not a secret to any of us that accounting is a challenging major, but moreover, it is also a challenging field. It is also competitive and requires working extremely long hours during the busy season. Therefore, our team believes that it is important to talk about why we believe accounting fits into our lives and what we expect from it. Anika, would you like to tell us why you believe accounting is for you and why you chose to pursue accounting? Yeah, so I was always interested in math and working with numbers for as long as I can remember. And then whenever I started community college, I knew I wanted to major in a subject that was probably business related. And my dad was the one that suggested that I should take an accounting course since he works in the field. So after I took my first accounting class, I found out that the subject was a little bit challenging, which I really liked. And the more I researched about it, I learned that in the accounting field, there's a lot of ways to grow professionally and to constantly learn something new, which was something I wanted to implement in whatever profession I pursued. What about you, Mariana? What made you choose accounting? Choosing accounting was an easy decision for me personally. I love the idea of wearing a suit and going to a nice office every day. But there are some difficulties that I am mentally preparing myself for. Michael, what do you think some challenges future accountants should be aware of? A lot of it depends on where you get that first job. Some firms have a more strict professional culture where you're expected to work around 80-hour weeks, especially during busy season, while you can expect to work closer to 40 hours if you work for an employer in private industry. At the same time, I have read some job apps from big-name companies such as Google that explicitly require big four or public accounting experience. One of the great things about a career in accounting is that there's such an abundance of diverse employers that you can really build your career around what you want. That said, I think one of the greatest challenges is figuring out what you want and researching the ways you can achieve work-life balance and your career goals. All right, thanks for sharing that, Michael. Uh, Mary, I know you weren't always an accounting major. Can you tell us more about what made you switch and how did you decide that accounting was the one for you? Yeah, for those of you who don't know, I actually started studying electrical engineering at Cal Poly Slow straight out of high school, but I had to leave Slow after my first year due to financial circumstances. I interned and later worked full-time actually for a mom and pop shop in the Bay Area. And there I worked with five-axis CNC machines um, to make aerospace parts for companies like Lockheed Martin and Kruman. I switched my major to mechanical engineering just to fit the industry that I was currently working in. And I'll be honest, I love the work. It was fun, new every day, definitely challenging, but I never really saw myself going anywhere with it. If I stayed in engineering, it would have been a very repetitive scene for me, kind of like a punch in, punch out type of job. And that's definitely what I felt during the last couple of months working for the company that I was in. 
there um, were also outside factors being far from home, you know, in the Bay Area where my family is here in LA and not really being able to have that social life given my busy schedule. I came back immediately and enrolled in Pasadena City College as mechanical engineering. But I remember sitting at my like calculus three class and I believe it was like two minutes in or something. My professor was talking about integrals or Latin and I was like, nope, not about to like relearn two years of calculus that I've already forgotten. So I, I grabbed my stuff, took it downstairs, went straight to the counseling office and uh, decided to switch my major to accounting. So my grandfather was actually an accountant for an oil company in Saudi Arabia. I remember when deciding in high school um, what major I should declare in my applications and all that stuff, I was torn between accounting and engineering. Anika kind of alluded onto this as she said that, you know, she loved numbers, she loved math. And like many of you, I live and breathe math. I love math. I've tutored math since like I was a sophomore in high school. It was because of my grandfather seeing that there's opportunities for, you know, travel and things like that, which I am aching to do once COVID is gone. You know, he also did have fun doing it. And so that kind of really inspired me to pursue accounting. I already kind of knew accounting was the one for me. Ever since high school, I just took the very long route. All right. Thank you, Mary, for sharing that. That's a really sweet story and something I can definitely relate to. Uh, one of the factors for me was also my family. My uncle and his wife both went to CSUN and graduated and working in accounting right now. I think I always grew up looking up to them and just kind of thinking that that's what I wanted to do. When I applied to CSUN, I went into marketing and then I took an accounting class and it definitely made sense for me why my family does it. So that's definitely one of the reasons why I switched. Ever since I've been having a conversation with my aunt and the one thing that we always talk about is the importance of asking yourself what kind of work you want to do because when you do choose accounting as your career, you also will need to decide which field of accounting fits you best and what kind of work and firm you want to be in. So Mary, as someone who's graduating very soon and has a full-time offer with KPMG, can you tell us more about it? How did you choose your field and why did you choose KPMG? Yeah, like I said, it's been a long college journey and I am very ready to move on to my next. And that is fortunately with uh, KPMG as a business service tax associate. Um, I guess like everybody else during the time I recruited, at least, I hadn't really taken a tax or audit class, but I had done VITA at Pasadena City College and then also at CSUN, which I love, love so much. I know I still can't really base individual taxes with business taxes, but, you know, I think the concept is somewhat the same. It's like a puzzle you got to just like sit down for and pretty much solve. You want to find the different ways you can save money for your client or ways to give them a higher refund. Legal ways, of course. I had a little bit of knowledge in tax that way, but also I guess with my grandfather, I believe he was an auditor. From his experience, if you're an auditor, you know, you get to go to places and do auditing stuff. But you know, like what is still like during that time, like my mindset was like, what is auditing and what is tax? And I guess I never really knew until after I've spoken with numerous professionals from various firms and doing research myself. Ultimately, it's my career we're talking about here, right? And um, lots of folks would encourage me to go into audit because I'm known to be extroverted and personable and, and things like that. But personally, I like consistency. Deep down, I feel like I'm an introvert. I also like collaborative work. So being in a team, you know, I feel like that's also 
kind of dabbles both into audit and tax. Now that I've taken tax and audit classes, I'm really glad I went into tax because I had so much fun both in 440 and 441 with Bobkin. But I guess now I want to talk a little bit as to why I chose KPMG. KPMG, again, I think coming in as a transfer student, I didn't know the difference, right? I didn't know big four. I don't know different accounting fields, public versus private. I honestly learned that here in AA. And one of the things that I actually did was went out to the very first firm tour, which was with KPMG. I don't know. I was already mind blown with the location, you know, downtown. Like I loved it. Um, And funny thing is I actually wasn't going to KPMG for myself. I was actually going for somebody else because this person was super busy. Their schedule just didn't work with the firm tour hours. And so I was like, okay, I can go for you and, you know, get all the contacts because she's also wanting to go into tax. You know what? I don't mind learning about this firm as well. And honestly, I think I fell in love right there and then from the very beginning. But then, you know, I still wanted to have an open mind with all the other firms. But I remember seeing one of the uh, things that kind of like stood out to me was the legacy wall, like given the tour. And I remember like one of my goal was to have my own name like on that legacy wall. So I remember being invited to this 101 with Liz Trevor and for sure that got me all nervous, right? I remember texting Jesse for some advice and to like, you know, meet up and all that stuff. And he didn't only come by himself, he actually came down with Joe and Alec. And I was just like, whoa, I only asked for the support of one person, but they came in as a whole group. And that to me already resonated as to how KPMG is. They really care about you and your success and they're really there to help. And I've definitely seen that, you know, if I had any questions, if I had any concerns, I would text or email and I would get a response within 24 hours. I know that's the general rule, but I always felt like KPMG was always on top of it. And then another thing during my interviews too, KPMG was one of the only firms, I think there's only two firms, honestly, that pointed out my involvement with Queer Alliance um, back at PCC. It was very heartwarming just because I was always in the closet. And for a firm to point that out, I just felt already seen and accepted even before working for this firm. And I think from that point on, I already knew I was home and that KPMG was for me and that this place is where I know I could succeed for who I am and everything that I am. I'm very glad that Mary was able to find the firm that, you know, she just speaks so highly about and she's very excited to work in. I'm really happy for you, Mary. Congrats. At the end of the day, that's definitely something I wish anybody Um, that's doing accounting, that by the time you graduate, there will be a firm that you'll kind of feel is going to be your second home. And as Mary mentioned, it is very important to do research and ask the questions prior to going to meet the firms. That's why I'm very glad that I reached out to many sources as well, because it definitely made me just more confident and more comfortable before going. I kind of already knew who I wanted to talk to when I went there, and I kind of knew what to expect. So that definitely would be my advice before you start recruiting and go to meet the firms is do your research and make sure that you find out about the firm as much as you can. And then once you go to meet the firms, 
you need to know what questions to ask and just ask as many as possible because that will be very important for your future and you really want to know who you're going to work for. So that would be my tip. If all of my other directors at Mary can please share their tips for Meet the Firms. I believe that Meet the Firms was the single most important three hours of the entire semester. And it is kind of true. I wanted to make the most of my time by talking to as many people as possible. However, it's also important to take breaks and to write down and gather your thoughts. It really isn't fun writing up follow-up emails to professionals that you've had long conversations with but you barely remember half of them. Since the format of Meet the Firms is virtual one-on-one chats this semester, I think you should schedule breaks every 30 minutes or so. That way you can take a walk or write down some notes or get some water guilt-free. A tip that I would say that was really helpful for me that other people told me before I attended Meet the Firms was to attend resume workshops and have your resume updated or looked over by someone. I took my resume to the EY Center and um, they checked over it and also my mentor checked over it, which was extremely helpful. Y'all shared really good tips. One thing I could definitely say is utilize AA. Honestly, AA is the way to go. From the very beginning, AA will be pairing you up with a mentor utilize that you know ask your official mentor your student mentors your professional mentors questions that you may have prior to going to meet the firms or even like declare an unofficial mentor that's definitely what i did i declared jesus um he wasn't assigned to me but i went ahead and asked him so many questions i did uh, mock interviews with him and then also mock interview workshop with AA networking workshop. Um, I went back to back. If I saw a free slot, I signed up for it, regardless of whether or not I was prepared because, you know, it's better to mess up during these trial stuff than the actual event, meet the firms. Nobody's perfect, right? You have to understand that, you know, you're bound to make mistakes. You might say something wrong, but at least during the networking workshop or mock interviews or even with your mentors, um, they can call you out on it without feeling uncomfortable because they know you're in that learning process. Whereas if you were to make those mistakes during meet the firms at the actual event, it's kind of like, hmm, haven't you already done your research or haven't you already practiced your for example, your elevator speech. And so my tip is, you know, join a club, whether it be AA, whether it be BAP, MISA, or, you know, Alpha. They're there for you to help you out, to provide you all these resources, tools, and things like that. One thing, too, is our student recruiting book that AA's Public Relation created. This semester, they did something a little bit different. They actually had a checklist. So for those of you who are thinking, you know, is it too early for me to recruit? Is it too early for me to attend Meet the Firms? One, it's never too early, right? Two, the checklist is there to help you out. Like, okay, maybe I need to get my resume checked. You can check that once you've done it. Things like that. It'll help you along the way to do things in a timely manner, as well as what order should I be doing things. So definitely check out the student recruiting book that can be found in our website, aacsun.org. There's also tips from the execs, from directors on, you know, their experiences. Watch the videos that we have on our social media, on our YouTube channel. That was something that definitely helped me personally as well. You know, you're the person that gave me that advice a semester ago when I knew nothing about recruiting as my mentor. But 
at the end of the day, yeah, the workshops will always do their job. You'll be more familiar with professionals. And once you go to meet the firms, there will be familiar faces now. Uh, but for all of those that don't know what to expect, Anika, can you give us a brief breakdown of how Meet the Firms was for you? Yeah, I know that this semester is going to be a bit different since it's a virtual experience. But with my experience, Meet the Firms was located at the Odyssey, which was really cool. There was just a bunch of professionals at their designated tables from different mid-tier, big four, regional and like local firms. And I remember like whenever I was there, there was three rooms. So I would just keep going back and forth trying to talk to professionals when they weren't busy. All in all, it was like a really great experience. I just made sure to research beforehand on the firms that I really wanted to speak to. So I would like designate enough time to be able to speak with them. And I really wish that I attended every semester since it was a really great experience. Right. So since this year, uh, we're not going to have Meet the Firms in person. Mary, do you know how it's going to be held? Yeah. So this semester, it is a little bit different. It's going to be on Handshake. For those of you who weren't able to attend Meet the Firms info session last Friday with Stuart and all the other clubs, from what I know, uh, Meet the Firms this semester is going to be held through Handshake. There's two different versions that you can register for. There's one-on-one 10-minute sessions, and then there's the group session that's 30 minutes long. I suggest if you had to choose between the two, to definitely go for the one-on-one. However, there is a little bit of a caveat to that. You can only register one one-on-one with a firm, meaning you can only meet with one professional. So you would have to choose wisely and do your research as to which professional you want to meet. For example, if you don't do your research and let's say you just sign up for a professional at EY without knowing what their service line is and you're actually, let's say, recruiting for tax, it turns out their audit, you know, you might not be able to ask the questions you're wanting to get. And so Definitely do your research, maybe sign up a little bit later, just in case they have more professionals come in. But if you're really just trying to aim and get to know that firm, then definitely sign up with a professional on that firm, regardless of their service line. Because um, again, your main goal is to learn about them, what it is that they have to offer and things like that. It ultimately depends on where you're at in your recruiting. If you already know what it is that you want, if you already know for sure that this is the firm for you or this is the service line for you, then, you know, sign up. Again, if you're still just getting your feet wet, um, testing the waters, things like that, sign up to as many firms. You, It's a three hour long, so you can meet up with 18 firms if you wanted and do it that way. Again, just make the most out of it in terms of the one-on-one. Um, and then let's say you want to learn more um, you're a little bit late in terms of like what to do, how to register and things like that. Uh, AA will be recording a video for you on um, how to register as well as, you know, checking out EY Center. Look at the guideline. I know Stuart will be posting or if he hasn't already um, posted a guideline on how to register, what to expect. By the end of the day, I think it's it's really good to make the best out of it and just take the time to research the firm's ask the questions, definitely just follow all the advice that Mary just gave you. It will pay off for sure. But now that we know how Meet the Firms is going to go, Michael, are you going to attend this semester? I am definitely going to attend this semester. Perfect. And then um, what is something you think that people should be aware of 
when attending, now that we know the new format. A few semesters ago, I made the mistake of spending 90 minutes talking to just one single firm to make sure that I spoke to every professional at that firm. I was so sold on that firm mentally that I barely spent time talking to the other firms at the event. And that actually hurt my chances with those other firms. I didn't receive an interview from the firm that I spent 90 minutes with, and I ended up without an internship that semester. My advice is definitely don't put all your eggs in one basket. And I think the format of this semester's Meet the Firms really helps with that. Since Meet the Firms is split up into three events this semester, there's no opportunity cost in talking to a small firm instead of a big four. So definitely talk to as many firms as you can this semester. So as of right now, Michael, what are you mainly focusing on? I'm focusing mostly on mid-tiers, although I am also paying attention to the smaller firms. Are you doing anything to be ready for the event? The most important preparation you can have for this kind of thing is really knowing what kind of career that you want to build for yourself and seeing what firms align with that vision of your career. So I've been doing that throughout my time at CSUN. It's also a good thing to go to technical meetings and to go to office hours where you get to have one-on-one conversations or get to ask questions with professionals that can answer your questions about what a career in that firm might look like. Thank you, Michael. We all wish you good luck. I'm sure you'll do great. And then my last question will be for Mary. You know, there's still time before. But what do you think people should be focusing on most right now? You know, Michael kind of touched based on this already, too, is one, do your research and mentally prepare yourself, but also just utilizing all the resources that's already made available to you. Like I've mentioned earlier as well, the student recruiting book. It's not only for this semester that's been is published in our website, but also the ones from past. So definitely look into that and see um how others have recruited and what they've used. Um, There's even talks on time management on there. I know because I wrote it last semester. You know, there's there's so many other things that you can do too, which is going to the EY Center, just as Annika has mentioned, get your resumes checked, going to the meetings. Also, you know, for example, if you don't have a camera with your computer, your desktop, definitely purchasing one. It's always good to be able to talk and see the professional and vice versa, them being able to see you. They want to put a face to your resume and to your name. That way they can easily remember you too. Then doing those mock interviews, um, mock elevator speech with your mentor or you know, with a friend, definitely encourage them to go to events, you know, not only AA but other clubs too, because I know meetings for a fact is open to all. So definitely look at Misa. I know KPMG is going to be there. Yeah, just definitely checking out all the clubs, getting yourself involved, practicing. As you know, practice makes perfect. Definitely, the more you talk to professionals, the easier it gets. And it will benefit you. So definitely go to all of the workshops. Just get your face out there and try to you know, just have friendly conversations so the professionals remember you. The story I always talk about is, so my offer is with Co Resnick, and I love them. But the problem was that I went to the networking events and I've scheduled meetings and I've reached out to the recruiter. So she knew me. But then I went to meet the firms, talked to a lot of people from the firm, and they sent me an invitation to an interview. 
and I didn't see an email and I never made it to my interview. And I didn't realize until about two days after and I reached out to my recruiter and I still got an interview. Um, she told me that she does know me pretty well at that point and she just explained that you know since she did see me be very involved and i seemed very interested and dedicated she thought that it would only be fair if i still got an interview but yeah if i didn't go to all the networking shops and all the other events prior to meet the firms i probably would have never got the offer because I, would, I missed my interview. So yeah, definitely take advantage of that. By the way, Mary, thank you so much for coming and doing this with us. You're welcome. And thank you everybody for joining us today. Tune in next week. We're going to talk more about Meet the Firms, be more specific about the details and talk more about our personal experiences and why we chose the firms in the fields. So we're on YouTube and Spotify. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on the bell notifications. And also, don't forget about the comment section. Share your personal stories, tips, or let us know if you have any more questions. We'll get back to you.